Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Real Solution Podcast. It is your favorite rule breaker, Brandon, and the little evil lady on the other end is our redhead. <laughs> hey there, little lady. Uh, you're looking in a mirror, not that's not me, that's you. Personal, evil. I mean, let me tell you something. Glamour, okay, is what I see when I look in the mirror. <laughs> Well, I guess that's why you didn't go pick up your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, my vision will be restored soon, okay? (laughs) Well, listen, guys, we are going to do an open mic for you. Hey, because there's a lot to just talk about of what we're going to do and upcoming. So there's let's just kind of go with where the world is and kind of do a little catch up. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard, as I'm sure everyone else is, heard about the shooting, um, and I want to make sure I pronounce this correctly, um, because I don't really know the name of this place. Kenosha? Kenosha shooting? Kenosha. Kenosha. Yep. Yep. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Is it Wisconsin? Okay. Kenosha, Wisconsin. So that has, um, happened, and... The gentleman. So you gotta get out of my head because you know what? I'm, I've already got that screen pulled up. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come up tonight. Listen, I mean, that's what these are for because we're just doing a little catch up on what's going on in the world. And I mean, um, this is definitely, I mean, this has just been a few days. Um, have you seen the video of the shooting? I've seen two videos of it, the shooting. I have not seen two, I've seen the one. Um, so of course everybody wants to bring out you know what the bad is that you know this person is but you know me always looking at what could you have done besides shoot this man um and you know the children were in the vehicle so a lot of people in the community surrounded by that when it took place were more so um, in shock because the children were in the car. They they knew who they were and they knew the children were there. So that was pretty, that's pretty rough always to be. You know, I have my reservations about the whole thing, but you know, it's happening. Well, here's, and this is going to lead into our future episode that I think we're really going to have to do here pretty soon. The media. Mm. Social media. Damn it, Stop putting all this stuff out there and snippets of it for everyone to make a judgment before we even know all the facts. Because the first the first day, the facts were very different than the second day. Mm-hmm. And the first day, le- there were things that weren't known that makes it look... I don't even know what word to use because to me, this whole situation that's going on in the country right now is horrific. But to show only a piece of it so that you you already set the stage. And you know what? That's not how our, our court system is you are supposed to know all the facts and used to once once upon a time the media not only got all their facts but they they collaborate they made sure that before they put it out to the public 
you had the whole story. People, people because, on these media stations are reckless these days. Did you see? Um, oh, yes. So, geez, I, it was an N- NBC article that they put out, um, and I can't even recall. Let me see if I can find it. But basically, whoever the person, it was a celebrity they were talking about, was a black man. They were talking about somebody else, but they put a picture of Kevin Hart in the article. So <laughs> that's why. There, that rests my case. These guys are so. And, and I get shock and awe because their whole platform now. Oh, it was Usain Bolt. It, it was an article that Usain Bolt had contracted COVID-19 but they had the article with NBC with Kevin Hart his picture so a lot of people were so upset and they were just like what are we doing at these news stations well and so now we take a shooting and let's take COVID-19 look what's been going on with that who do you believe Jesus (laughs) Jesus <laughs> and unfortunately if he's coming to tell me what's going on I ain't got to worry about COVID anymore <laughs> you know what I mean correct <laughs> but, but I'm in all honesty you look at what's been going on with COVID what's going on with riots versus protests mm-hmm. and what's going on with everything else when do you know what to believe? I don't even watch the news. If, if I watch the news, I am watching the local news for the weather. I am not watching it for anything else. I don't even watch the weather anymore. I don't even believe you can trust meteorologists. <laughs> I don't think they be doing I think they be lying to me too. <laughs> well, you know what? They're the only profession I know of that can get it wrong seven days in a row and still have a job the next week. Hello? I need to no go to that job. To- I need to go to meteorology school because they will still have a job. So, you know, it, it's our country has lost integrity and character. Mm. We're not finding it in the media. We're not finding it with our politicians. We are not finding it in our school systems. We are not finding it on social media. At what point, when do we start trusting people again? It's scary. You know, what they say, you're you're already assumed guilty by the court of social media before it ever happens. Exactly. And that's very unfair. It's very unfair to the person who got shot. And it's very unfair to the people doing the shooting. Because all... And how do you get fair trials with that? Oh... One day we'll figure all this out because you know what? <laughs> because even when it comes to picking, you know, jurors for a fair trial, you know, there have been some some discrepancies there where they say the case was so big and so worldwide that it's hard to pinpoint a jury um, that can actually, you know, be non-biased or whatever it is to complete the actual trial. And then, you know, then they'll go to some unknown small town that doesn't have TV and pick these people and it's not a fair representation of you know a a jury of peers so 
you know, there's a is it even is it even fixable at this point? <laughs> I think it's fixable. I, I I don't think it's an easy job to fix. And I think we are so distracted by so many things right now. Let's go back. You know, my favorite analogy is a is a jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. Five hundred pieces. I would say that 399 of our pieces are whacked. That there are issues. How do we step back and go, how do we figure out where these pieces go now? How, how, do, how do you determine a justified, non-justified shooting now? Because you can't say no shooting is ever going to happen because it is the criminal element right now because everybody's angry right and i'm gonna the media has stirred up so much crap with misinformation how do you get that back now that you've made a big section of your society pissed off and angry how are you going to fix that? Because the and it can't be the media because all they want to do is stand there and record you when you're trying to fix it and you're fighting. Oof, happens all the time. It, it does, and so I don't I don't I don't know that I really want to talk too much in detail about Jacob Blake until all the facts come out because there's some very erroneous facts that have been put out. Right. You know, but then some people are going to argue, what does it matter? Those facts that have nothing to do with, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, and I'm, okay. I'm a complete fan of that. Don't, I, to me, for example, um, George Floyd, I, I, I personally don't see a need to know his criminal history when I'm talking about that specific incident. Um, nor would I want anybody to do something like that to me. You know, if I made mis- if I if I made decisions in the past and had a criminal history, and then something unfortunate happened to me, I wouldn't want that to be brought up. So why do we do it now? Why do media outlets do it? Why do law enforcement do it? What does that have to do with what just took place? Because I'm sure that's already signed, sealed, delivered, and taken care of. <laughs> Well, see, that's that's a dub, one of those double-edged swords. You, you're not going to like what I say here. I th- I don't think that it should be first and foremost out there like they do. I do agree with that. I do think that it is something that has to be taken into consideration. Because if you have somebody who has a strong history of violent activity, you're going to be much more sensitive in that arena than you would if it was you you know if i ran a background check on you i would not at all be concerned right well i don't know i haven't run your background maybe (laughs) (laughs) let me rethink using you no but do you see what i'm saying but if i run the background check of a person who has been known to have multiple shootings, multiple domestic, I'm I'm going to use a little more care in dealing with, or what's the word, hypervigilance, 
than I would someone with no criminal record. I mean, but I think that's a case-by-case thing. If I just, you know, stop you on the street, I don't care what your criminal record is until you start acting up. Does that make sense? No, it does. It, it, it does. It does. It makes it a little bit better. I, I definitely, I think if, most, if more people use that philosophy, things would be a whole lot better. Because a lot of them don't. You know, just like this man, this this Jacob Blake situation, and then here they come, and he's got warrants and this, that, and the third, and I'm like, that warrant or his past or whatever he did ten years ago had nothing to do with the fact that I'm watching him be shot on this videotape. Now, I'm see, a- I don't know, I I don't know that when they are till after they arrived that they knew his background because it was not him he arrived about the same time the police did or right before the police did so i'm not sure they knew his criminal background at that time what got him into trouble was um the the second video the first video i saw did not show it it just showed the from the time they were in the front of the van till he started to get in the van the video i saw that was released today was actually taken while he was um having the conflict with the police on the passenger side and he was he was swinging his knife Mm, i have not seen that well that's what i'm saying and this is what's aggravating about these social media things when you only you you see that one snippet like i said the first one was what is in the front of the van till the shooting we can go back and talk about george floyd because that's another one that pissed me off and that's because the first video was simply now first before you guys send me any more hate mail i'm not i'm not on any side except to get down to the the bare basics of the media okay because don't think one minute that i think what happened was anywhere acceptable however with that being said the first snippet that was released as horrifying as it is it makes it seem like the cops were cold-hearted, don't give a damn, know nothing. But then when you go back and they release the media or the court or whoever finally released the whole video, those cops did a whole lot for that man before that ending. He was definitely on something. His friends in the van even kept telling him, dude, just do what they're asking you to do because he kept putting his hands like between the seats and everything else. And and the cops were getting nervous because now he's on something that was apparent. And now they don't know what if he's got a weapon in the vehicle or what he's doing. And he started screaming, I can't breathe from the minute the cops walked up to the van. Did you see the whole video? Of the George Floyds? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think I saw the the second video that we had talked about. I just saw the, the main one out there. With the ma- yeah. yeah. And that's why I say it left out a whole lot. Now, don't get me wrong. 
because when they finally got him out of the van and were trying to get him into the police car, he is screaming, he is resisting, he does not want to get in the car, he does not want to, he just kept yelling, I can't breathe. He's simply handcuffed and they're trying to set him in the car. So instead of sitting in the car, he shoves himself. The reason he ended up on the ground was because he pushed himself with his legs from one side of the cruiser to the other till he fell out of the car. That's how he ended up on the ground. The cops didn't even put him on the ground. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I do feel that with the police knowing there was something not right with him, I think that there's. I still go on the basis there were four cops standing there. The man is handcuffed and he's laying on his stomach. Mm-hmm. Did he really need a knee in his neck or his back? I, I just think that that was the point where the cops went too far. Right. You know, and then we, like I told you, you know, over in the UK, they don't even use the weapons. They just show up like six, seven deep, you know, in case they need to take somebody down. But they don't use weapons over there. They don't use the guns. But I, I believe we need some sort of reform. I think there are enough bad apples out there that I don't I don't think they need to be shielded by the police union the way that they do. Right. Ooh, hello. And I think if I'm not mistaken, this was Governor Lee's thing was that um in talking about reforming like Nashville's police, there's a lot of um pressure on each officer at times. Mm-hmm. No matter what, you've got to have your partners back. Mm. And that is govern- a very interesting tactic or strategy. Well, and yes, but but that's like you know, there's been a lot of um, domestic violence things. You see it on movies and things like that. Well, you know, movies are derived from. They may not be actual incidents, but they're derived from actual things that happen in life Mm -hmm. and you see that a lot where women of police officers in a domestic violence situation don't want to come forward because the group or the partners the other officers they all back each other up right and so one of the things that, and I don't remember exactly how he worded it, that's something I may have to look up, um, but it was protection that you don't just blindly back up the other officers there. If somebody is doing something wrong, you have a responsibility to yourself in the department and the people that you are to protect or serve to tell actual events. Right. And we go back to that's an integrity and a character thing. 100%. So that's why I use George Floyd because that whole video is out. We know what happened. The whole reason the police were there was because he was committing an alleged criminal activity but when they 
stopped him to try to get him out, he just started going nutso. Not that he was violent or anything like that, and the cops didn't treat him that way. So, at the end, it was a misfortune of events. I do feel that the police in that instance went too far. They didn't do enough to protect him from himself. How's that? <laughs> I hear you. I do. Now, Jacob Blake, let's come back and visit that in, say, a week or two. All right. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> well, will. that way we have all the facts. No, you're right. I mean, that's why I haven't. That that's why I haven't said anything on it. Because I mean, pre preliminary. I I would say the only you know I don't know the circumstances, but what I will say is, before that man was shot, I saw enough time for him to have been restrained in so many different other ways. From the time that I saw in that video clip of him walking around the vehicle to enter the vehicle. So that's that's my issue that I have currently. I'm like, we 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 followed the man. You had to follow him around this large truck. You had ample enough time to restrain him in many other ways. You know, tasers do exist. Um, y'all could have been well actually I'm glad you brought that up because there was something about the taser what did and I don't know that there's anything out in fact there was something about a taser failed or something even in, you know even if it were strained there seemed to have been plenty of officers there if he needed to be restrained I thought there could have been a different way for that just from i just from the seconds of video that i was looking at for him to walk around the vehicle you know how much time it takes to walk around a vehicle open the door get in and i'm just like you followed the man he, I, that's what i saw he was followed by the officers before he was able to open the door and then he was shot and he was, and they kept, and, and you can hear the police in, in the video telling him to, you know, stop. Right. And he refused to listen to them. Right. Now, so, I will say, because we talked about white privilege recently, and this is not one of those cases, because I know somebody wants to bring it up and say, well, here's <laughs> a prime example. He was given so much time, because typically that would not have happened. He wouldn't have even made it away from the cops. That that's what people are gonna argue when they tell you about examples of white privilege here. Is that you know, he would not even been given the opportunity to evade from the cops and walk around the vehicle. But in this case he was. So I'm gonna go ahead and point that out because I know somebody in the world is gonna say, Well, this is a clear example right here. There's no white privilege in this example. And you know what? It it didn't happen. Um, but I, but nine times out of ten, that this is not it. You see those, and they're not given the chance. But like, for example, um, some of the, the 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 past shootings, such as the young man that shot all the people in the church. You know, he was able to walk out in handcuffs, alive and smiling. Um, there's a couple other cases where certain activities, criminal activity, has taken place. And those are the examples that people use when they talk about right privilege in that area where they say that people of color, specifically black people, aren't given even the opportunity to get that far. So 
you know, I, I just wanted to share because, I, like I said, I already know somebody would bring that up and say, well, here's a clear example. That does not exist. I'm like, you know. Well, you know. and we just had this conversation, uh, what, a week ago mm-hmm. about how the definition of white privilege has changed over the years. That a lot of people view white privilege as being monetary. Yes. Um, that the privilege comes from having money. Uh-huh. Um, and that ain't it. That ain't that ain't a hundred percent that ain't even a significant portion of what we were. That's one of those that's a that's just a few pieces of a larger puzzle. Correct. Um I I'll be interested to see because see that no statement has been put out. The two policemen in the Jacob Blake incident have been put on leave, mm-hmm. um, and there is an investigation going. And that's what I, I would hope people understand that the more you scream, yell, and put out videos, you heard an investigation. Because then people are not going to be happy one way or the other. But I'm interested to see. I want to know what the policemen's psyches are. And I think that's something that we need to evaluate more. Mm -hmm. Because, you know what? I've not been in this. I have not been in a situation where somebody has a gun on me or is wielding a knife at me and I'm in fear for my life. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so there was another recent um, incident involving an officer in Gwinnett County. This um, officer was a rookie. He had been on the force approximately a year. Let me see if I can find this article correctly because there is a video. And I don't. I do. This is the right one. Um and so the video clip that you see I don't have the details I may be able to read them here slightly but um, no this looks like a video but the officer was um, this was Loganville Georgia Gwinnett County whatever Um, he was fired what you see in the video is him arguing with a lady on a porch um, and he eventually tries to arrest her and tases her this is what you hear Um, she documents in the video that she or anybody on her property it was her home did not call the police did not call him did not call police so she could not understand why he was on her property and trying to arrest her for whatever argument they were in now I'm sure there's details in the video that we don't have and I may be able to find them but that um, that w- it, it, it that's another example here of this isn't with the white privilege issues coming into, but this is just another example here. So you're talking about a woman who's in her own property who is reporting like I didn't call you, I don't know why you're here, and whatever argument they've gotten into, and then this rookie officer decides he's gonna arrest her, and we talked about this. There's some BS you know reason that they can do for arresting you for basically talking back and you know i'm you know my philosophy i'm just like that's not how that works i don't know when talking back became a broken law but somebody find it for me besides the excuse that they give and then we can talk about it 
Um, and then when she falls, she, he, she's tased. But he's been fired for his behavior um, for that. And I'd like to know the details of that. And I don't have them because this one's a video. But, um, I mean, this is still happening. There are, there are levels of this still happening. Um, so we, I, I brought that up because you said you wanted to know the officer psyche. And, and this was just an example of that. I mean, I would like to know that as well because... To me, as young as this officer was in this video that we see from the Gwinnett County, he was young. You had only been on the force for a year, so you had to have picked up that behavior from somewhere that told you that this was appropriate in handling a confrontation. That's a problem, you know, and, uh, you know, I already believe we've already talked about how I believe they need more training because all the other countries in the world have more training for their law enforcement besides the what is it is it like 18 months for ours maybe less than that <laughs> yeah it's not it's it's not that long yeah it, less than that versus some of these law enforcement agencies that have like two-year programs so and you know what and here <laughs> the other thing i i would venture to say that i would like to see you know probably in reform is and do you put a rookie out or someone with less than say two or three years experience into the poverty areas yeah where violence and criminal activity is much higher i I guess some people would would argue and say that that's where you get your better skills and I, think, I don't. I think they need to be retested at some point. Also, maybe you know, some something along those lines, especially as laws change. Yeah, I don't, that's and that's something we've talked about trying to find if there is a a police agency that would kind of let us tag along for a day mm-hmm. to see what they go through. And to talk about what their training is, because I, you know me, I don't like condemning somebody not knowing what the boundaries are, what the experience is, you know, what I, and I can look up to see how long the police academy lasts. All right, how long is the police academy training? It depends on two factors. The first would be the police academy you enroll in. And according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, um, various academies can range from four to six months. Mm. Okay, so I'm reading, I was reading through the article that I was just describing with the Gwinnett County. So one of the neighbors called the police reporting damage to her home. And as she was describing them or whatever, the officer gets there and automatically he assumes that one of the young ladies matching the description was the one that he was confronting. But to me, that's not how that works. That's not factual. You're already on the assumption to say, oh, well, this matches a description. Do you know how many descriptions that people will match? You need to be given concrete evidence or surveillance, which, you know, there was surveillance, according to this report. Um, So I don't know why it wasn't taken and viewed before anything was, you know, to take place. 
But that's what I'm reading here is that she matched the description and he went over to. I don't know if he went over to confront her and what. I don't know in what manner he went over to confront her, but. I do know when you watch that video and she states to you, we did not call you. We have nothing to do with whatever's happening. Um, you know, I don't understand. Like, you you need to not be in my property. Well, that's, that goes, let's talk about Breonna Taylor. Totally uncalled for. Ooh, don't even I, get me started on that. <laughs> well... I we'll am not sure if no knock is really an appropriate action. I, nothing, I, nothing about that is legal to me. Well, my question, well, it's legal only in the uh, aspect that it's written into the law. Part of reform is rewriting your law. Mm-hmm. So my question then becomes what's the circumstances for a no-knock right raid who were they after i mean you know what i could see a no-knock for a ted bundy or a charles manson you know what i mean because they are shifty and and they've escaped the police even in in the jail setting right um, but you've got to be damn sure, correct, that you're at the right place, and that happened also. Well, it wasn't a no knock, but um, I want to say it was Las Vegas, where the guy and the girl were playing a video game that was loud, and a neighbor reported them for domestic violence, that there was a domestic issue going on. And when the police showed up, it's, I guess, probably 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. The guy answers the door with the damn gun in his hand. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess he lifted his arm in the video and they were afraid he was going to shoot. So they shot him. You know... I've never been in that situation. What goes through your mind at that second? How quick do you have to make a decision mm-hmm. of whether somebody's going to shoot you or not? I don't think there'll ever be a perfect answer to that. Honestly, I just don't. I, I don't think there'll ever be. Um but and I, I agree. I think you're right because every every situation is going to be different. But I think it does more damage to jump the gun and shoot off the bat than to maybe take a split second. <laughs> well, not if you're the one who's going to get shot. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's almost as like these people think this is a duel out of Hamilton. Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Shoot. That's not what this is. That's not how the how law enforcement and criminal act, you know, it's just not how it should work. Well, and that's but what I it's think almost other, viewed as, at least to me. Well, I think part of, I don't think there needs to be as much gun control laws as there needs to be gun training. Guns are so prevalent. I'm and, in vote for both. Because you know what? 
there's no need for some of these people to be walking around with military grade weapons there is no well, need but you know what brandon the when you make laws the only the only people who follow the laws are already the law-abiding citizens the criminals are still going to carry them around that's if they get access to them you know what i can tell you i could i could go out and i could send my son downtown and he'd come home with one in an hour that is the problem who is allowing it these is. people to get access to this but they well not not what? not from the person not from the person aspect i'm talking about from a business aspect there are businesses that are legitimately not, selling these well you're right now one of the things i wanted to do and i don't know if that was if you go to a reputable establishment a brick and mortar store um when i went and bought my gun before i could get it i had to go through a background check if you go to a gun show you do not have to go through a background check now that's one of the loopholes that they've been arguing over to try to close i'm all for it i you know background check should be done but on a lot of these cases especially these mass shootings the guns were gotten legally right that's true that that's very true they are they are gotten legally in, in those cases you know but i there are also signs I think sometimes I, I, think, I definitely think background checks should take place for everything like that did um, you I, and I'm not setting you up don't think that that's what I'm doing did you, you always have you set watched, me up <laughs> no no have you watched any of the um, Republican convention I have not I didn't even make it through the DNC I, I probably saw the first day and you know I didn't make it past that okay here's the only reason that I bring it up Last night was a father from the Parkland shooting. Mm-hmm. And w- something that you just said triggered what was said. Um, his daughter's name was Meadow. Um, and he was making a speech. He told his daughter's name, and he said, the shooter's name's not important. We're not even going to talk about him. And he never mentioned his name, but he talked about his daughter. Um, And he talked about the school because he said, and I got goosebumps. He said it was not gun laws or gun control. I'm paraphrasing. It's not exact. That killed my daughter. It was people mm-hmm. i've heard that before guns because, don't kill people people kill people well but this was because the young man that did the shooting had many issues previous with the school he had told students he was going to kill them he had told girls he was going to rape them there were multiple red flags that the school chose to ignore yeah now the <laughs> public education is a joke also from the standpoint of administration oh yeah it <laughs> it's teachers you know you have a couple of lazy ones but for the most part if they're in the education field they have a genuine care for children and their education 
because they ain't getting paid enough so you can best believe it ain't money uh and half the time they're buying things out their own pocket so send a blessing on to them but from an administrative level man public education is a joke the amount of things that they cover up and i'm just trying to figure out why i wish somebody would tell me why what is the what's the reason for the ignoring or the cover-up of certain things is it like the name of your school you don't want to get the bad rep or i would just like somebody to tell me because too many times it happens it's just covered up um you know <laughs> I, I i'm just trying to figure that out i just never can understand that well have you heard about the um current issue between the school and parents for rutherford county i have not um was it a teacher no the the county school sent out a waiver for parents to sign that they would not be in the room or view um the virtual issue with a class okay I think I have heard about that. Now I don't know the reason behind that. Well, the school is saying it's for the security and protection of the other kids in the class that they're not going to want to speak or ask questions or things like that in an open manner. Mm-hmm. The parents are like what is the topic that's going to be discussed that students would feel uncomfortable and then others are because parents would make judgment on the other kids and things like that you took an innocent thing and you just convoluted it right happens a lot (laughs) it does well you know i'm a firm believer that the school should be open anyway um and and you know we've talked about um getting a panel of parents together because you know what there's a lot of parents on my facebook and some that i work with who are just done with trying to educate their kids from home they're trying to work they're trying to help their kids um in some instances you've got um kids with special needs who need the expertise of of those teachers and we just need to make sure there are protections in place for the teachers um there's a plethora of teachers out there that are willing to go back to work let them the teachers who are high risk or have concerns let them do the virtual classes for the parents who want their kids in virtual Uh, Davidson County didn't even give them a choice. They were totally virtual. Yep. Rutherford County has their choice. Well, I'm definitely all for it. Uh, the kids not being in school because, uh, you know, I'm going to bring you over to a little COVID-19 article. Six days after reopening, the University of Alabama has over 500 coronavirus cases. Okay, your college <laughs> kids don't practice any protection what makes you think little children do as well little children don't know anything about boundaries (laughs) high school (laughs) high schoolers don't know anything about boundaries i mean did you hear about the young lady in georgia who took an image of her first days of class and the school had the nerve to bully her into not being there 
Um, no, I did not. She did. She it was a high schooler. Let me see if I can locate that. She took an image of her first day of class. There were no masks. There was no social distancing. And, of course, it circulated on social media. So the school got a lot of backlash. And so the school then bullied her into not being in school. I think they threatened her and or her education or, like, gave her a suspension or something like that. But, yeah, it, it, um, I want to see if I can locate that. So high schoolers. You know, now I will say maybe middle schoolers are the only ones that may have a little social distancing because they're at that age where they're like, they don't know if they want to be around you or not be around you. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) they may be able to practice a little social distancing in middle school, but elementary school kids do not. These are the nastiest little jokers running around ever. No offense to anybody's kids, but you know, kids just don't know that level of hygiene yet. They just know being kids. Well, exactly. High schoolers are just way too touchy and huggy. I was one of them. I was like, give me a hug. So they definitely don't have no social distancing. <laughs> so when you talk about college kids and these first-year college kids, oh, baby, they're ready to live. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. There was but no way. I go back to I think that they treated the virus with too big of kit gloves. Mm-hmm. I, well, do before anybody gets all bent out of shape, I do think that the virus can be serious. It's proven to be serious to certain people. They do not have all of the inclinations of how and who it affects, but the statistics are coming back. It's nowhere near what it was projected. And instead of shutting everything down to begin with, I, I, and I, you know what, you say hindsight's everything, but I said the day they put it out that they were shutting down Lower Broad in Nashville, I tweeted and said. That was the problem you tweeted. Well, maybe. (laughs) But I did say, how can you tell business owners how to run their business? put out the precautions they don't educate people they just want to take control and I think that had we started out with limited you know ask them to close down for one week or three days here's what you can do go to takeout and delivery give them the opportunity to open those businesses when we're all said and done, Lower Broad is not going to be the same as it was before. We're already losing restaurants. We're losing businesses for something that is not panning out to be what they said to begin with. And don't give me the line of how many people have died. I get that. No one ever wants anyone to die. But you have a significant percentage just from the normal flu season. Oh, it's going to be a very interesting flu season with this going around. Well, yeah, they're already fighting about that. And here's let the we should have let it run its course. They're already fighting because I guess they're saying that Trump has um, pressured the commissioner of the CDC or FDA, that's it, to allow plasma 
whatever mm-hmm. transfer something like that yes the plasma donations mm-hmm. okay well and had he not done that they're slamming him for not doing nobody knows the FDA has a perfectly good drug out there um, hydrochloroquine mm-hmm. it's approved every other drug in the in their repertoire um, a doctor can write a prescription to use it for other means they shut that down so I, there's a lot more to COVID-19 than I think that we're being told or led to believe and especially when I read articles that Fauci and Bill Gates were roommates at Cornell <laughs> wow And the company that Fauci was made CEO of, um, Meta, I've got it written down, Um, but Soros ended up, he broke up, it was Moderna, M-O-D-E-R-N-A, Fauci was made the CEO of Moderna. And then Soros broke it up and turned it into IG Fabian, F A B E N. So, what's going on there? There's just too many things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> and we know it came out of China. Nothing good has come out of China. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> There are several shirts and ornaments and statues that say made in China that are very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, and and I believe that China, you know, it's conspiracy theory. I don't know. But it just seems funny that the very place that it came out of was funded by a lot of elite rich people. Hmm. I did so. want to circle back. I did find that article about that young lady. She was actually suspended. Mm-hmm. The yeah, young lady who shared the photo in Georgia. Uh, they suspended her. Um, but then the school retracted when they were getting the negative feedback. Because she she shared, you know, I think on a couple social media platforms or with news outlets that the school had punished her for sharing that photo. Um, <laughs> the principal just said that they were very sorry for any negative attention that this has brought upon her and in the future they would like for her to come to the administration with any safety concern she has <laughs> so I just you know that did that that took place she shared her first day of school of high school and all you see is just the kids you know they was ready to see each other they was high school kids no social distancing no mask so you know with the college kids it what was to be expected so then you know i was just sharing that because it was just you know interesting that they were shutting down uh six days um afterwards uh the university of alabama um after those 500 new cases approximately and here you know what like i said i just think we've got to get it to run its course um because we haven't fixed anything because there is no vaccine there is no cure mm-hmm. they're only at this point for treatments we're just prolonging it we as a country cannot stay closed down and not everybody has got the 
um, luxury of being able to work from home or do school from home. Yeah, that is very true. You're very correct. So there's no perfect, just like just like shootings, there's no perfect answer to this. But I don't want the government making these decisions for me. I don't trust them to make the right decision for me and my family. With that being said, you know, my husband and I are high risk and we've had a baby toddler in our house and so we took the precautions on our own before any mask mandate anything like that and I think you have to educate people what the pros and the cons are and people for God's sake stop being belligerent and abusing people for wearing or not wearing a mask yeah, I mean, I definitely want everybody to wear a mask, but there's just no way I'm going to act an ass <laughs> to people who are not. I don't understand. Well, and I've got some, I've got friends who can't wear a mask. One is because of asthma, and the other is because of having um, been on a ventilator in the past. Mm-hmm. Um has affected their breathing and the mask inhibits their breathing Mm -hmm. now those are just people with physical you've also got the doctors out there who are saying that depending on how long you're in the mask it now presents more of a health risk for yourself in getting staff I could also see where it could give you an anxiety attack I, I personally you know I wear mine but I don't like to because wearing it for too long and I just be getting nervous. <laughs> I could definitely see anybody who you people who are prone to anxiety attacks. Oh definitely. Well, did you hear about the lady um that was um removed from the airline because her two year old wouldn't keep her mask on? Oh wow, no, I did not. Yeah. Which you know and- kids are gross, so <laughs> I kinda understand. <laughs> I I listen, I I'm sure your child is a blessing. But children children have no hygiene, okay? Let me tell you something. There is a six-month-old in my home, and I, he drools, and my sister is like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just used to it. It's normal. It's what babies do. And I'm like, no, I don't want his saliva. I don't know where his feet has been. I don't know where his hands have been. He touches everything. No, he's a nasty <laughs> little germy little creature, and I love him to death. But no, children are disgusting. So I understand. <laughs> Where is children the, are children. Children are children. <laughs> and I believe in letting the children be children. But I understand. If she don't have no mask on, who knows? You know, because they say the children are more likely to give it to the adults because they are a natural carrier of coronavirus. So I understand. Now, I think, you know. That's where parenting It's another in. mystery of the world. We will never get the full right or wrong too very correct and then there was uh, one more story that has to do with masks but not for safety Um, Frontier Airlines um, asked a federal marshal to remove his mask they could not let him on the plane they were afraid his mask would offend somebody do you have any idea what that mask was uh, I'm Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> the American flag. Oh, I mean, that's fine. That's okay. 
I mean, that's no worse than a Tennessee Vols. <laughs> Knee slapper. Somebody's going to hate me for that, but guess what? I don't care. All the Tennessee Vols are going to hate you for that. But they, but And they didn't, at first, I guess they did not know he was a federal marshal. And he thought it was because of the type of mask that he had. So he took out a more surgical like mask put it on and then put his flag mask over that and then she's like no it's the flag you're you may offend somebody oh come on you're in the united states of america if you're offended by the flag this is not where you need to be right now and then i guess he had to divulge which you know the federal marshals on airlines are supposed to be kind of like a mystery shopper it's so that other passengers do not know they just think that they're a passenger but they're there just and it said it's to offset any disturbances or to help avoid 9-11 incidents again right completely understand that now i will say you know if if it's a flag and a design and you don't like it okay then screw that but I don't know where these, you know, for a moment, I thought Say, we were, I thought we were going towards the idea of like him being offended to ask to take off the mask because, you know, this goes back to the psyche of these officers and people like, I don't know when did they think that because they serve in a position where they are supposed to be in the criminal justice system, um, that they are above the system. And that they don't have to follow the guidelines that maybe a business puts in place. You know, if you are an officer of the law and you walk into my business and my business has uh, rules or whatever, you you know, for my services, I wouldn't give a damn if you are a cop. Like, either you wear it or you don't come in. So, I, you know, that's a pretty big issue. But his, but his issue was not to, was not wearing the mask right that's why i thought we were going at first that's why you could, no. <laughs> yeah that's why i was like uh are we going because he was he was upset because he had the wear mask but not just this situation other circumstances like this not just with masks right where, where these where anybody in a position uh you know for example i'll never forget the video of the the attorney general in some state who got pulled over now granted i don't think her I don't think her pulling over was valid if i'm correct but in the instance that it was say she made an illegal left turn or didn't or failed to yield these people get all been out of shape as if to say well i'm this person in this role you know why did you even do this why am i being pulled over why do i get a ticket why would you ask me to leave why do these because people, you're a citizen <laughs> why, why do these people in these examples think that they are above like people's businesses or rules or the law i'm just i just would like to get into their psyche on that because again i don't care if you are a cop if you walk into my establishment and i have the request that you no not request it's mandated that you wear a mask in my business and you don't and i ask you to leave I, i don't care if you're a cop like i ask you to leave because you wouldn't follow what's requested of my business so that's the only point that i was getting to there because that happens quite a bit and i'm always confused and shocked and in awe when i'm like you're in that uniform for work 
Now, the type of work you do, hey, that's on you. But you're in that uniform for work. That does not still take away the fact that you're still a person and who needs to abide by the laws and the services requested of whatever business that you're dealing with. Just like the next person who walks in who also has a job that's different from yours. And I think they should even, you know, be even at a at a higher standard. I, I, I completely agree. If anybody, you are held a little bit higher. So you should definitely be uh, paying attention to what you're supposed to in these circumstances. You're I, supposed to be the role model. Agreed. Well, listen, I think we covered a few things here um, just to kind of see what's going on in the world. I think we covered three, maybe four different circumstances that are pretty hot right now. Um, and we'll probably come back to all of those, but we definitely got a little bit of each conversation in and the different elements that go with them. So shout out to us for that. Guys, remember to check out the website at www.therealsolutionpodcast.com as well as your favorite social media websites. We're on Instagram. I don't know what she's doing on Twitter. I'm just not even going there. Tweeting away. (laughs) And of course, Facebook. So send us messages, send us comments, share. What would you like to say? What would you like for us to do? Uh, Remember, we can't do this without you. So we need you guys here also at The Real Solution Podcast. Any final Ta-da. words? <laughs> no, other than if you have not listened to our last episode, um, we have been featuring um, suicide prevention as well, well as mental health. Um, so don't forget to go to the website. Don't forget to listen to that episode as well. Absolutely. Last but not least, um, whatever podcast platform you're using, definitely head on over to Spotify, the App Store, whatever service it is, and give us a review of what you like, what you don't like. Shout out. Hopefully, it's five stars. Um, (laughs) He can always be replaced. Wow. You know what? (laughs) If you... I'm not, I was going to say, if you come up missing, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> you heard it right here. <laughs> but yeah, give us a shout out. Give us a review. We'd love to have that feedback. And we will see you guys on another episode of the Resolution Podcast. Bye. <laughs> Bye.